Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. O'clock. I'm Mary Ellen Hopkins, live in the WSB 24-Hour News Center. The offices where a mass shooting happened a month ago in San Bernardino will reopen tomorrow. Fourteen people were killed when a husband and wife opened fire in a conference room during a holiday party. Lavinia Johnson, executive director at the Inland Regional Center, says extra security will be on hand. We normally do not need extensive security. We had an open campus. However, with this incident that occurred... We want to be sure that everyone feels safe. And the conference room where the shooting actually took place remains closed indefinitely. It is 48 degrees on Peachtree Street, mostly sunny and chilly today. Highs in the low 50s. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast is coming up. A 16-year-old Atlanta teen is recovering after she was shot by gunmen who wanted to steal her hoverboard. The teen's brother, Dorian Sanford, says the men followed them home, then fired at them when they fought back. He said, give it up, and I was like, what? And he put out the gun and put it to my face. I was like, oh, no, I pushed him back. That's when I tried to close the door. That's when the bullet came through and hit my sister. Police are looking for the gunman. The teen is expected to make a full recovery. Breaking news first. First, this is WSB 24-hour continuing news. The French military says its warplanes have destroyed a site in Syria used by Islamic State extremists to produce missiles and store weapons. The defense ministry said in a statement today that overnight strikes targeted a site east of Aleppo in an operation using fighter jets and cruise missiles. The French jets were acting jointly with the U.S.-led coalition. President Obama plans to meet tomorrow with Attorney General Loretta Lynch to discuss what actions he can take to reduce gun violence. He's expected to use executive action to strengthen background checks for required gun purchases. WSB, continuing coverage of campaign 2016. 2016. GOP presidential candidates don't like the president's plan and they criticized President Obama on the Sunday talk shows. Frontrunner Donald Trump was on CBS Face the Nation. All they want to do is blame the guns and it's not the, the gun that pulls the trigger. And Chris Christie had this to say on Fox News Sunday. Now this president wants to act as if he's a king, as if he's a dictator. Fact is, if he wants to make changes to these laws, go to Congress and convince the Congress that they're necessary. Also on Fox News, Jeb Bush. If it's such a great idea, let him go to Congress. My belief is the best approach for this is to have have these laws be thoroughly vetted at the state level. On CNN State of the Union, Democratic candidate Bernie Sanders said he supports President Obama's plan. Critics aren't keeping mum about the controversy at a New Year's Eve parade in Philadelphia. Organizers of Philadelphia's Mummers Parade say some participants went over the line when they mocked Caitlyn Jenner, allegedly harassed gays, and painted their faces brown to portray Mexicans. Mayor-elect Jim Kenney says the behavior was hurtful. Officials with the 116-year-old parade say they'll cooperate with authorities looking into any complaints. The parade has faced criticism in the past over racial insensitivity and a lack of diversity. Heather Bosch, CBS News. 
And do you feel lucky? No one matched the, all the numbers in the Powerball draw, drawing, so the jackpot rolls over, now stands at $400 million and counting. The last time the jackpot was even close to that amount was in March of 2013, when a New Jersey man won a $338 million jackpot. The next drawing is on Wednesday. WSB Newstime 203 will check traffic and weather next. WSB guarantees guarantees it. Breaking news. First and accurate. 24 hours a day from the WSB Breaking News Desk and the Southeast's largest news team. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. A New Year's resolution with our old location. Come see us at the original Havana Sandwich Shop. Hi, Debbie Benedict here from family-owned Havana Sandwich Shop, the original Cuban food authority for over 40 years here in Atlanta. Original because we're back in our original location, Buford Highway at North Druid, and our second location in the Crossroads Shopping Center, Buford Highway at Claremont. Either place, once you sample our tasty offerings, you'll come back again and again. Perfect for this cold weather, you'll find your favorite comfort foods like our award winning Cuban sandwiches, melanesa, medianoche, boliche, tamales and empanadas, yellow rice, and our almost world-famous black bean soup. We're the Havana Sandwich Shop in still Atlanta's Cuban Food Authority, and you'll find me, Debbie, Eddie, and all the girls serving up your favorites in now two locations. The original, Buford Highway at North Druid, and our second location in the Crossroads Shopping Center, Buford Highway in Claremont. Now with complete catering menus and info online at HavanaAtlanta.com. If you ever miss the latest WSB news or traffic report on the radio, hear it from the top on your iPhone or Droid with the WSB radio app. Press listen on demand on the app main menu and depend on it. WSB News Time 205. Now live team coverage of traffic and weather. Robin Reese is watching the roads for us in the WSB 24-hour traffic center. Well, Mary, right now we've got one accident that's cleared on the connector. A new problem spot at 7585 northbound in Fulton Street. Authorities have cleared the crash in Midtown on the connector southbound at 17th Street. If you're heading to the airport, all parking lots are open at Hartsville. The wait times 30 to 40 minutes at the domestic main, north, and south checkpoints. Robin Reese, WSB. I'm Channel 2 Action News Meteorologist Brad Nitz. With Atlanta's most accurate and dependable weather forecast, partly cloudy and continued cool through the rest of the afternoon into the evening, falling through the 40s into the 30s overnight, and by Monday morning, 33 in town into the suburbs will be down closer to 30, near freezing to begin the day, and then a high of 46, mostly sunny Monday, and gusty winds, 10 to 15, occasionally 25 miles an hour in gusts. Even colder on Tuesday, low 27, high 45, and mostly sunny. It is 49 degrees on Peachtree Street with news on the hour, the half and winter breaks. I'm Mary Ellen Hopkins on Atlanta's exclusive 24-hour news weather and traffic station, News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. Autumn Fisher is with me. Jared Yamamoto is with me. Every week at this time, we scan the world for outrages. It's always easy to find outrages. English Nick is still on English holiday. He'll be back with us next week. So He's Jared, on holiday. He is on holiday. Visiting his family. Is, is he? Yes. So Jared Yamamoto will fill in for... Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. With Jared Yamamoto. Oh, thanks, Eric. So, so You're welcome, Jared. 
Well, so this one's interesting right here. So there's there have been a lot of claims out there with the Second Amendment and what what side you know both Democrats and Republicans are on. Um, and now the NRA is outraged with President Obama again over these new executive actions that he's likely to take on uh, on the Second Amendment or on gun control in general. So exactly what is he's been signaling in the new year? His first priority is because he can't get Congress to pass the legislation that he wants because Congress, the American people, apparently don't want it. I mean, I don't know what in polls, but in in individual break it down congressional districts and uh, different states with senators, they can't find the support for this gun control, these gun control measures they want to get through. So instead, as Obama does from time to time, he pulls out the executive order. What exactly is it that he's threatening to do? So it looks like it's going to require small-scale gun sellers to submit background checks for potential buyers. Um, but these changes aren't expected to completely close the so-called gun show loophole, which was kind of a yeah. big deal in the in the last election cycle. I don't really so. even understand this whole gun show loophole on either side. I don't. If, if you have to have a background check in a store that's in a strip mall, why you wouldn't have to have the same rules uh, for a gun show, I don't really get. Also, I don't get the other side who's always complaining about the gun show loophole because there's no real direct evidence that uh, this would help s- slow down or stop these mass shootings that we've been dealing with. It's a political thing that raises a lot of money, I guess, for Hillary Clinton for her to talk about closing the gun show loophole. It's silly to even have arguments about gun control anymore because, like, this is an issue. We're talking about a specific issue, gun show loopholes with background checks. But really, it doesn't matter. One side wants zero regulation, and the other side wants to outlaw guns. So when these think these topics come up in between everybody's lined up on their side because even if someone on the right or not even on the right but just someone who's a big second amendment proponent even if they thought well maybe we should close the gun show loophole they won't say it because they probably truthfully and maybe they're right about this think that well if you just give an inch they're going to take a mile this right, may goes th- against their their cause right it's, it's it sounds reasonable but that's how you begin the slippery slope is by doing the reasonable stuff and the next thing you know they're yeah, taking God forbid it away. people should be reasonable i understand that but the thing that you have to understand is the second amendment is the second amendment it is in the constitution i've uh, i've said this a million times there's a reason that the state can take away, can tell you you can't drive. They can come up with all kinds of different reasons that you can't drive. And that's why. Because it's not in the Constitution. If your right to drive was in the Constitution, the state, there's a difference between a right and a privilege. And the people on the left who don't like guns need to understand that the Second Amendment is in the Constitution. Now, that being said... It would be nice to live in a world where people could actually get together and discuss issues and be reasonable. But the but the people who are Second Amendment advocates know that if they give an inch, the other side isn't going to stop there. So we end up in an intractable situation. It's a it's become like abortion. It's a it's a conversation or race. It's just it's not a debate. It's just an argument where people talk past each other. And now the president is going to do the wrong thing again. He's just going to pull out that executive order and try to mandate what he cannot get through legislation, which has got nothing to do with reality other than 
the president building his legacy amongst the left because another president in the future can repeal this executive order with an executive order themselves. It's not lasting. So Right. I mean, how else do you make changes to this whenever you have the Democrats that are so far left and the Republicans are so far right on the issue? I mean, at some point, like you're saying, you need to come together and, and, and come up with a reasonable solution for these gun problems because otherwise you're just talking past each other. You're talking past each other because you can't trust the other side. So you can't come up with reasonable solutions in the middle because both sides are right not to trust the other side because both both sides want 100% of what they want and neither are really willing to give in anything and you just have to hand it to the Second Amendment advocates. They've got the argument. It doesn't yes, matter do. whether you like the argument or not. The Second Amendment is in the Constitution. Uh, and by the way, it's the Second Amendment. If we believe that the First Amendment is the First Amendment for a reason, and I do, freedom of press, speech, religion, if we believe that the First Amendment is the First Amendment for a reason, then you can't just suddenly toss all the rest into a basket and say, well, it doesn't matter. If the First Amendment is the First Amendment for a reason, the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment for a reason. But it was written in a different time when Oh, so was the First Amendment. Okay, so was the First Amendment. So, right, but the first one still applies. First one still applies. Do you think the Founding Fathers were talking about pornography? No. Okay, there you go. Of course, the Constitution was written in a different time. But mm -hmm. if you want to open up the Constitution, then you've got to open up the whole Constitution, unless you want to pass another amendment that sort of nullifies the Second Amendment. That's another way that you can do it. It, all, none of this even matters. Uh, if Obama had gotten everything that he wanted since Sandy Hook, none of it, nothing, no legislation that would have come through would have stopped Sandy Hook, would have stopped anything. It doesn't work that way. When people want to kill a bunch of other people, they'll find ways to do that. Yeah, Th that is true. That's true. And so what you end up doing, the Second Amendment advocates are right, you end up, if not hurting at least uh, getting in the way of the rights of just law-abiding people who have guns. And look, it's, it's all about Obama wants to, when you talk about legacy building, he's not even, we're not even talking about for the country necessarily. He wants to go down as, in history as the progressive president who did everything he could to get all the progressive things done. And he knows that that executive order is gone the second another Republican becomes president, whether it's this time around or in a future election. So he knows that. He knows the executive order on uh, amnesty is the same thing. Executive orders are not worth much. They only exist as long as you are the executive that ordered it. They have no weight of law. So the next guy comes in, he has an executive order, or gal, he has an executive order. Thank you. Or she has an executive order, <laughs> and they just get rid of it. And Obama knows that. This is kabuki theater. And Obama wants the NRA to challenge it a whole bunch. He loves the fact that the right hates him for it because that builds his legacy amongst the progressives in history and he wants to go down within the progressive cause as the most effective most important progressive who ever lived that's his leg and he doesn't care he doesn't care if uh, a year from now a republican gets in there and just gets rid of it because his legacy is that he did it none of this is going to have the the weight the force of law because you cannot ultimately get down around the fact that it is the second amendment that being said I think it's reasonable that everyone gets a background check. It's not 
you know, everybody thinks these background checks would solve everything with mental. Some people crack after they're not insane. You know, I can get, I could be 19 years old and pass a background check. Uh, San Bernardino. Yeah, you can crack. Well, you can. Well, they didn't. They didn't go. Well, whatever. That's not really my point. My point is, you could be 19 years old and be perfectly fine and get a background check and crack when you're 35 from some weird pressure at work or whatever, and you're already in the system. So that's to to my friends on the left, and I do have them. The background check is not a 100% system anyways. You would just have to find somebody who had trouble in the past, had had a felony, had done something. But, you know, before you have a felony, you don't have a felony. And a lot of people who are going to have felonies in the future don't have them now. So the background check is not foolproof anyway. This whole conversation is just kabuki. It really is. It's not anything real. Uh, Everybody will scream and holler, and gun owners will in the end, maintain all of their rights, whether it means a Republican coming in this time or next time and repealing this executive order, or they actually try to do it legislatively. Even if they could do it legislatively, it would probably be cut down at the Supreme Court level because the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment whether you like it or not. There's a lot of amendments that you like that other people don't like. you got to deal with the ones you don't like. Another story, Jared. All right, so a Philadelphia Mummers Parade has caused outrage with a skit showing Bruce Jenner transforming into Caitlyn while singing Dude Looks Like a Lady. <laughs> now, are you familiar with the Mummers Parade in Philly? It's a, I don't know what a mummer is, to be honest with you, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a basically just this sort of be as crazy and weird as you can be parade that they have on New Year's Day, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they're calling it a working class street celebration that yeah. happens around Christmas. Everyone gets drunk and they they just put on garish costumes and basically try to make each other laugh. Really, it's what it comes down to. And as we know, in this politically correct world, we're not allowed to laugh anymore. Right? No, not this at all. Is a, what is offensive about... I, I saw the whole thing, how it happens. There's the, the guy is... He looks like Bruce Jenner on the Wheaties box, and then some magic transformation happens, and dude looks like a lady is playing, and Caitlyn Jenner comes out. Hey, transgenders, you're in the game now. Guess what? We've all been laughing at each other all the time inside the game. Did you not know this? We all make fun of each other all the time. It's called busting you-know-whats. We do it all the time. So transgenders, part of being accepted is that everyone's allowed to make fun of you. That's part of being accepted. You can't bust people without those you-know-whats if they're transgendered. <laughs> so, I, I suddenly Channel 2's Brad Nitz is predicting a high around 50. That translates to a 7 on the Mellish Meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Autumn Fisher. That's Jared Yamamoto. We're in the middle of Outrage Corner. So, Jared, feed me another outrage. Yeah, here's some outrage for you. So, the city of Atlanta has started to charge uh, for your favorite streetcar, Eric. Uh, so, now we're actually going to have to spend money to not ride this thing. No, we only have to spend money if we do ride it. No, wait. We're all is spending it, money. It? We're all spending money not to ride it because we all spent that money already. <laughs> Uh, but the, Isn't it on the honor system? Is it going to be on the honor system in in the in the beginning? I no, don't, I'm I, seeing a dollar here, a dollar a dollar per per trip. So a dollar per trip. Where does this thing go? I know that it clogs up Peachtree. This was a great idea. This was a great idea. <laughs> Let's to in order to somehow bring down the congestion on Peachtree. Let's put big streetcars on rails that have to stop at lights just like everyone else 
so you get the experience of being stopped on a <laughs> on a trolley car <laughs> stuck in traffic with everyone else who's not on that streetcar. Brilliant idea. And so they expect it. So for free, it's been free up to now, This right? Right. And it, they've had lower ridership than they thought they would have when it was free. Now we're going to tack on a buck. And I also think it's like $3 for an all-day pass. Ooh. Now they're going to tack on a buck, and they expect that the ridership is going to go up. It's hilarious to read about this and hear the people in city council just justifying and, well, you know, change is difficult. And at first, no, that's not the way you sold it. You see, that's not the way you sold it. You sold it as a panacea. Everyone was going to be on this thing. Though It would reduce the, the traffic on Peachtree. Anybody here? Anyone? Anyone noticed the reduced traffic on Peachtree at peak hours? Is WSB having to, to lay off traffic people because there's nothing to report anymore? No, I don't think so. So a city council person can never go, you know what, I just wasted a whole bunch of your money. And now they want to do a monorail somewhere. This is, this yes, is they the do. Thing. So, um, <laughs> it's looking like they want to put this monorail in Brookhaven. So I, I, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, these things... It doesn't uh, make any sense. They need to either... They, if, they, if they had something for people to go see on this line you know like it's not like you just ride it for fun but you know they talk about it being near hotels so that tourists can like come right out of their hotel yeah. get on the little trolley but where are they going yeah well, where can they go, go they're gonna go around there's a few bars a few areas where you worry about your life did you get to them fast enough you know there are dive bars that are fun if you live here yeah, there are people. This cousin, other ideas that come out of academy is just academic, college campus stuff. There are people who actually believe that when folks think about taking a vacation, they factor in that Atlanta has a streetcar. That was the piece of information that said we're going to go to Atlanta and spend our money. It's never happened, not once in history. Not once since the streetcar has been there has one person in America or anyone else made a decision to come here and spend their money at our hotels and our bars because we have a streetcar. This is a failure, a complete flop. They should shutter them. They should cover up the tracks. They should eat the money and move on and not move on to a monorail, which is another idiotic solution. And it's funny. Why does? Sorry, Jerry. Go ahead. I was gonna say these are the same people too that you know are anti-Marta. They're they're yeah. for they're for the monorail and they're for this streetcar. But then when it comes to expanding Marta around, no, no, you can't do that. Well, that's a whole other uh, basket there of reasons they wouldn't want uh, Marta. Some of them not so nice, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. We do look. The peach tree is a mess. Something maybe needs to be done. But not it's not these, because people aren't riding the, the yeah, streetcar. Yeah, these billion yeah, I'm dollars. I'm going to take the streetcar to work. Billion dollar boondoggles. <laughs> Enough of it. I want, I want that money back. All right, we have uh, my misanthrope buddy from New York City when we return. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday... It's time to pick up your Sunday AJC for in-depth news coverage every Sunday. Also, over $200 in coupon savings every Sunday. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. Autumn Fisher is with me. 
Jared Yamamoto is with me, and there's nothing we can do about it. We just have to deal with it. It's time. He's a misanthrope, he has a dark heart, and he needs a good psychiatrist. It's Greg Russ with stories from Studio B1. All right, Gregory, how are you this week? Yo, what is up? Ah, I like it. He's got some spirit in this new year. Trying to fit in by saying yo. Yeah, you're uh, you're, you're, right. You're starting the year 2005 perfectly with your yo, what's up? (laughs) I didn't know he had all that. (laughs) Uh, Greg, before we get to your stories from Studio B1, which are very important to me, before you got here, we were just talking about the Atlanta streetcar and the fact that ridership has been down when it's free, and now it's going to cost you a buck. And we had a little bit of a controversial moment there where Autumn suggested (laughs) that it was actually on the honor system, and I blew her off. But you uh, apparently there is some kind of idea here that not everyone will have to pay all the time. Right, that's true. Does anybody understand how this works? So Jared said that he... he saw that there were machines to give you tickets right at each of the but, stops you, you can stop there and and, and you you put a dollar in and it spits a ticket out so. but, but, but i don't understand you guys are not explaining something to me the honor system means that i don't have to pay now and i can pay later where does that come in no i think that oh, i think not pay later huh. i know what this is it's the same thing they put these and they implemented these express buses in New York because they would get backed up when people needed to get on and use their card to get on the bus. So now you buy your ticket in advance at a machine at the bus stop and then you, everyone can just kind of load on the bus through all doors. So you still paid. You still pay, but there's the opportunity. If you didn't want to pay, you could sneak on the bus. Now, I don't know if they're going to have people patrolling the streetcar in Atlanta, but here there's the chance that somebody is on there to check your ticket. If you're caught, then you're fine. I see. So there is a, you, you could do this a bunch of times. It's like sneaking into the other movie theater after you've seen one movie. It's against the rules, and you could get caught, but chances are you won't get caught. Right, like right, that. and it even it even says on here that it's a random inspection system, and it won't be all day, every day, and it won't be every train. Well, so look, what does that mean? Well, well what it means Five is people are going to be controlling yeah. every other day. <laughs> Just, what it means is it's hey, we've already paid for the streetcar already, so why why even bother to make sure that people are getting? I think the real reason they're doing this because let's face it, ridership is down. And what you, is the ridership a day? Do you I, know? Are they making like 30 bucks a day with this dollar? <laughs> <laughs> well, they just started. They just started with a dollar in the new year. So uh, with ridership is, has been low when it's free, I believe that what they're doing is because I think homeless people are kind of messing things up because it's free. They get on these things and ride around. So the idea is maybe a little bit of a threat there. It sounds to me like this gives security the, re- the ability to find homeless people and get them off the train by checking their papers and leaving everyone else alone. This is what I'm coming up with. Because if ridership is down when it's free, the fact that homeless people use the streetcar to dro- ride around in may be discouraging higher ridership. So right now it says the streetcar, so I've got this information right here from the agency, it's saying that it's carrying 18% fewer riders than the anticipated da- data they yeah. anticipated. It was something so. like 900,000 last year. Because it doesn't, you've already addressed this, I know, it doesn't go anywhere. Yes. There's no right. point to get on it. You know, I was listening, but that that's the main reason. If it went somewhere, I think people would ride it. There are people in Atlanta who want some kind of workable mass transit. And but, this is not it. But there's another part of this. Mass transit should not have to stop at stoplights. 
However, you put, if I get into a thing, right, and I say, okay, I'm not going to drive to work today because I'm not going to get stuck in traffic and deal with that, there's no fun to being stuck in traffic with a bunch of other smelly people. Well, How buses, does it work in San Francisco? They stop. They do, well, it, it doesn't work here. If it's, when you, if it's on the streets, they have to stop because there are traffic. Right. That's, no, I mean, so I'm not saying a streetcar that doesn't stop. I'm saying a, a solution that's not a streetcar. Maybe that's why they're talking about the monorail. I but, guess. I mean, when you get on MARTA, as bad as MARTA can be, but if you're going to a music festival or something, you're coming from the suburbs, it's good to get in and out that way, a concert, something along those lines. You're not stopping, except at the appointed route where you have to stop. The idea of being stuck on Peachtree Street in a streetcar, <laughs> I mean, it's just not pleasant. So... The monorail may be another bad idea, but the streetcar is worse. If I get on some sort of mass transit, I want to be able to look at other people stuck in traffic and go, ha, 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 suckers. I picked the right mode of transportation. I don't want to be stuck in traffic on a streetcar. All right, Greg. Give me a story from Studio B1. All right, we'll go with this one because it's local and it's about a driver's license. Uh, if we're local in Georgia, so if no one's taking mass transit, they need the driver's license. And I think that the actual headline of the story should be idiot from georgia angry that the state won't let him wear a colander in his license photo uh, he wants that's, to wear what the, that's what the headline should be now yeah it's a man who's claiming that uh he is a pastafarian which is a religion that uh, worships the spaghetti monster mm -hmm. um and he wants to wear this in his driver's license photo so what he's obviously doing is playing on that uh the allowance that if your religion requires you to wear a scarf or a headdress you can wear that in your driver's license photo now it's one thing i think to go ahead and do it make your point it's funny but he's like threatening legal action and he's really taking this to the next level so it's no longer funny and he's an idiot so okay well the pastafarian so he wants to basically wear a colander on his head yes <laughs> a spaghetti strainer on his head in his official photo I get what you, where you're coming from, Greg, and he may be taking it too far, but w why not? As long as you can see the person's face, as long as when you get pulled over by a cop or something, they can look at your license. Let me tell you, have you ever seen my license, Jared? I have not seen the, it. The, you, you cannot, it doesn't look anything like me. You want to know why? Because why? there's been rules that I've slipped through where my picture is from 1998, the first year that I was needed a driver's license in Georgia. And this driver's license is good until 2020. Does that look anything like me? Wow. No, that looks nothing like uh, me. No, not I've at all. changed a great deal since 1998, and I don't need any editorial on that. Thank you very much. Let's just su suffice to say I've changed a great deal. All that matters is the fact that you are identified on your identification. So the Pastafarian may have taken a joke a little bit too far, but... He's going to look a lot more like he looks in real life with his colander on his head than Eric Von Hessler does in his photo from 1998 when he walked in from the rain with his hair all over the place. Yeah, if Eric Von Hessler is your real name. That's right. See, I mean, so, I mean, there are, there's, I really feel that you may be right, Greg, that this guy's taking it too far. He wants to show it off at parties. Look what I did. I really, I really took it to the man. He also wants, yeah, well, so what? He's an American. Doesn't he have a it's right to abuse, do that? Though. Sure, it's he does. Abuse. How is it an abuse? Why? It's not an abuse. I don't think it's an abuse. I'm not taking it that far. I just think he's a fool. Why is it like, an abuse? To, to get so angry about it. It's one thing to say, look what I did. I pushed for it, and I've got my uh, temporary license with it. Now they're saying I can't do it, but I, maybe I'll push it a little bit more just to mess around with these people. But I mean, to take it, the legal action, which I don't know if he's actually going to do, but he's been threatening uh, to do it. Autumn, it why, could do you, be tongue yeah. in cheek. why do you think it's abuse? 
because this guy's just doing it as a spectacle, and there are people that might have real reasons to wear oh, something. Oh, so in you're head the sheriff. Not allowed to. You're the sheriff who decides. No, I'm not the sheriff. You just you that, decide. We all know. No, I'm talking about reality. Let we me ask you a question. He is not like a pastafarian. Is not a, his real uh, religion. How long it's just does like a, if I write Jedi as my religion? How long does religion have to be around before it's a real religion? Look, if this guy, I understand that it's tongue-in-cheek, but there's also a legal point to it. The, if other people are allowed to put things on their head during an identification process because of their religion, then, yeah, this guy may be ridiculous, but this is America, and he has a right to be ridiculous. Sure, but is it, is it real outrage or is it fabricated outrage? No, it's because a joke. E it's yeah, a joke. Okay. It's so either either one of those bothering me because I'm sick of outrage. So <laughs> if if it's fabricated, <laughs> just drop it. You made your point. You're still going to get your high fives, and a few girls will laugh at it. Maybe pay you some attention, or or boys. I don't know what he's going for. And uh, you know, if he's actually outraged, again, I'm going to say it. He's an idiot. I think it is uh, something along the lines of performance art. But if he's found a legal loophole. Then let him have it. Who is harmed if this guy has a colander on his head? No one. I don't actually care if he gets the colander. <laughs> you sound picture. like you care. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not the the colander that bothers me. Go ahead and get it. It's just the whole process of it. And I know that he's just pushing it too far, and it's annoying me. What's wrong I'm with staring that? at his photo. I'm staring at his photo right now, and I don't like the look of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very reasonable way to come up with your point of view, no doubt. But uh, I, I can't. I cannot see any reason why this guy should not be. Look, if somebody has something, some religion says this has to be on your head. Look, I think the only rule should be is your face has to be exposed. You can't do it in a burqa because that doesn't identify you. Well, and what it's about an ID. this? I know you can't. I can't argue beards because again, they do tie into some religions. But he's got a big beard too, so that hides the face more than the colander. Well, we got right when well, you're making his point. Right? I know. I, I'm not opposed to him actually doing it. He's just an <laughs> annoying person in my mind. <laughs> He's a performance artist, and let me tell you, they could be some of the most annoying people on the planet Earth. But that being said, the Von Hester Doctrine has to say there's no reason that this guy shouldn't be allowed to put a colander on his head or you know, a cow hat or anything else if that's what he wants to do. This is America. Everybody should lighten up. As long as he can still be identified, then... They should allow it to happen. You Eric, to what do you think uh, uh, John Wayne would say about that? I think John your, Wayne... Your, your, your special John Wayne in game shows. What I, would they say? I think that John Wayne would call him names that if he was alive today would get him in trouble on Twitter. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> Wayne Rogers would say nothing because he's dead. Hey, that's a way to break the news. <laughs> he's dead at 82. Do we have any MASH music? Is there any TV <laughs> theme MASH? Uh, you know, this maybe wouldn't make a lot of shows, but we had a couple of deaths here during the holiday season. Mm. Uh, Lemmy from Motorhead was right. 70 years old. Ace of Spades, if you don't know who Lemmy is, then you obviously don't know rock and roll, and I'm not going to try to convert you now. And then uh, Wayne Rogers, Trapper John, in uh, TV's MASH, who was also a staple on Fox Business News. That's why I would see him. He became a financial advisor later in life. So that happened pretty quick. But Lemmy from Motorhead, he was 70 years old, so he had a pretty good run. But he found out that he had cancer like 48 hours before he died, which is, I haven't heard those stories very often. He found out. He, it's not was even, it colon cancer? I'm not sure what it was. But it, he found out 48 hours. You don't even have time to say goodbye. You got to call everybody yeah. and say goodbye really quick. That's, if this 70s a little too early. If that happened to me at 83... I think, you know, hey, two days to go, boom, you're gone. That's probably not a bad thing. Well, but people are already weird. starting to think about you dying at 83.
like, eh, it's going to happen at some point soon for Eric. So yeah. if it did happen, they, they're somewhat prepared at least. Let it be mercifully quick. All right, when we return, we'll try to squeeze in another story from Studio B1. And remember, we have the best goodbyes in the business. Don't miss them. Channel 2's Brad Nitz is predicting a high around 50 and a 7 on the Mellis meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. We're about to uh, bring this, this show to a close. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Autumn Fisher. That's Jared Yamamoto. Greg Russ is still with us. Perhaps he can favor us with yet one more story from Studio yep. B1. I've got one story here for you. A uh, Bills fan sets himself on fire. It's the last game of the season for the Bills. and <laughs> they're, I guess, uh, they're winning. Pre-game. <laughs> they're yeah, winning. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they, they are. Pre-game, uh, they set a table on fire on purpose, and people were jumping over it, and this guy <laughs> caught on fire. Well, so Your precious Bills and their wonderful fans. If people don't know, I'm originally from that part of the world, and... Uh, I'm a Bills fan. Bills are my favorite AFC team. The Falcons are my favorite NFC team. That's how I work that out and rationalize it in my mind. But that's where I come from, and those are my people. And given all of that, I could say that story does not surprise me at all because I know my people. They put them out with beer. There you go. If you're going to be... <laughs> but beer. it was light beer, so it was just like water. Yeah, it was. It was, it was effective. Now, as we're laughing and stuff, as this guy got third degree burns in a traumatic no, situation, he's seemingly fine. There's a video that you can watch if you really want to see it. I'm sure he was very drunk, so he didn't feel any pain while it was while it was going down. Um, yeah, well, you know those fans. They've had it's like Atlanta this year. Thought we were going to do a little bit better than, and neither team is going to make the playoffs. And so people get drunk and they don't know what to do. I mean, let me tell you something about Buffalo. It's like Cleveland, maybe not so much like Pittsburgh, but uh, markets like that, Green Bay. It, look, if you're on the pro football team, you're the most famous people in town, all right? There's, not, there's nothing else going on. It's like the Bills fill up that stadium when they've lost their last five in a row. That's the place to be. You're either going to be there happy or you're going to be there really upset and disappointed. And you, I do feel as though... This fan, even if he were burned, like where it was like third degree, he would still get into the game. He's like, no, I have to go. Oh no, he wouldn't miss the game. He wouldn't miss the game. He'd get himself to a to a burn Um, unit right after a burn ward right after the uh, the game was over. But you don't you don't miss the game. And unlike a Falcons fan, he would cry. And I need to get to the hospital now. And then they probably try to (laughs) soothe. They probably try to soothe the stadium somehow. (laughs) Buffalo fans are becoming uh, infamous. Didn't the season start with a guy who knocked himself out in the in the parking lot up against the uh, his RV or something? That was one of the. A, oh yeah, a, there's, a viral video. I can't. Oh, the guy was drinking, and then they spun him around, and yeah. then he ended up going taking a nosedive straight into the RV, as I recall. Yeah, the, so. apparently there was a lot going on with this. Year. We don't have a lot of entertainment in Western New York. And, it was two uh, fans of the Bills uh, doing it in the parking lot too, right? At some point, uh, this that wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, but like actually on the parking lot ground doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at it's all. It's too cold for too long there. That's right. That's and love. When uh, you want to <laughs> celebrate when it's game day, and people celebrate in many different ways. That's just kind of the way that it is. But uh, surprisingly, they're they're beating the Jets right now, and I think the Fal- Falcons are up right now, seventeen fourteen. Yep. Over New Orleans, Greg is the—he's a huge Falcons fan, but he's the guy who starts yelling at the team first. Greg was yelling at the team when they opened up, winning their first five. I knew, was, I <laughs> knew this was going to happen. You said I was—you uh, know—it was I was jumping to conclusions. Like, no, you don't. I know. My point is, collapse. my point is, if your favorite team wins five in a row, take some time to enjoy it. 
you know, if it's going to collapse, it's going to collapse. But don't start worrying about it while your team is winning. It's hard to win in the NFL. If your team's winning a few games in a row. But when you're so thirsty for a Super Bowl, though, you're like thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, this might be the year. But no, you know, the Falcons franchise has never won a Super Bowl, and it looks like we're years away from it again, too. So I feel you, Greg. I know where you're coming from. Well, it's a letdown. It's a letdown when you think you're going to have a season that's going to go in one direction and it goes in another direction. But look, I've been a Bills fan long enough to know how to deal with this stuff. I would have, you know, I did, it's, at some point you contemplate ending your own life. Once you decide not to do that, then you have to move on. And uh, it's just a game, right? It's for entertainment purposes only. Everybody needs to relax. All right, Greg, thank you very much. Great stories from Studio B1. Autumn, you are lovely as usual. Jared, fantastic. I'm Eric Von Hessler. If you want more of this stuff, we have podcasts that we put out every week. Go to ericvonline.com. E-R-I-C-V-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Now remember, the podcast that we put out, kind of HBO. They're not not for children. Explicit language. This is kind of our CBS version. This show becomes a podcast within 48 hours of the of the actual show. We had our, our uh, New Year's show. That'll be put up as a podcast. So just go there for all of that. Happy New Year's to everyone. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again on the next episode. But until then, I simply must insist that each and every one of you get off my lawn. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.